The Pinball Network is online. Launching Triple Drain Pinball Podcast. All right, Tom, you ready? Oh, yeah. Perfect. Travis, you good? Oh, yeah. I'm not playing your <laughs> intro this time, but here, here we go. Here's our intro. We. We're three guys who like to talk pinball, so we came up with a clever name. We're Joel and Travis Tom who talk pinball, and we call ourselves Triple Drain, Triple Drain, Triple Drain. We're Triple, Triple Drain. Yeah, it definitely sounds a lot better without your crap in front of it, Travis. Yeah, why did you not play my intro? Do you want your intro every time? <laughs> Mark Silk did a great job on that. You are disrespecting Mr. Silk. That's what you're doing right now. Is that what the, okay. Well, it's fine. We'll wait till the end. It's I fine. I think, I think we need, yeah, wait till the end. Yeah. Travis the intro talks. will keep Travis the people talks. involved. They'll all want to wait to hear mm, that. So we'll perfect. wait. We'll do the intro at the end. That makes sense. So this is Triple Drain. My name is Joel. Um, we got a special guest tonight. Maybe we'll we'll pick his mind. We'll see what he thinks of your amazing intro there, Travis. Uh, we have a guest, Mr. IE Pinball, an amazing streamer, an amazing player. Uh, we literally asked him like an hour ago, and he said yes. <laughs> so, Carl D'Angelo. Carl, thank you for the short notice and hopping on. Oh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, last episode, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Travis, I think, paid an exorbitant amount of money to Mark Silk to get a custom uh, intro done. It, did you when you listened to the podcast did you fast forward through that or did you actually listen to it i i honestly don't remember it i was probably half asleep on the airplane out to uh district 82 one way or the other so forgettable <laughs> got it okay that's uh that's yes well carl thanks a ton um for getting on uh yeah we're we wanted to knock out a show here before there's there's been a lot that's happened in the last few weeks and uh wanted to knock something out before expo give a little content a uh, little content before expo um but, you know, I, I literally just went through this order, but you just mentioned District 82. Let's just put that right at the top. So we're going to jump straight into tournament talk here. The three of you guys played a ridiculous tournament or tournaments, right? I mean, it was six tournaments in a row over the course of three days at District 82. Mr. Tom Graff himself streamed the entire thing. I think anybody that was into competitive pinball was basically glued to it for the entire weekend. Um yeah, that was the Super Series. So, I mean, Tom, this was your baby. If you want to lead us off with just a, a quick introduction or overview of what it was, and then I'd love to dive in on, on what your overall experiences were. Well, it didn't involve sleep, that's for sure. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, it was uh, six tournaments over four days. Uh, Carl actually won one of the tournaments. That was the four strike, right, Carl? That's right. Um, the... Uh, the four strike ended at two thirty in the morning, which uh, was very very tiring for everybody who was there. But yeah, but uh, that's like eleven o'clock Carl's time, right? He ex- had an advantage. Exactly. That's where the advantage yeah. was. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the Pacific time advantage. But no, it was a it was a fun time. Uh, I Travis, you uh, you take it. <laughs> <laughs> And this is what we have to deal with right here, Carl, yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah. Well, the tournament that Tom was referring to was, I think, what was it, Carl? Event five? Yeah, I think it was, five. right? Yeah. So, yeah, this was a Saturday night tournament. It was the four-strike tournament. And I know, Carl, you just basically just ran over 
everybody that tournament. I think you came out of it with what one strike, one strike. Oh wow! He, yeah, he uh, he was dominating. When did that strike come? Was it round thirteen or uh, somewhere right around remember, there? Don't remember the round, but it was on Sky Kings. I remember that. Of course, Sky Kings. You see, Tom, uh, this is why we need to get rid of Sky Kings. It's a terrible game. <laughs> well, Three I mean, ball we, Sky Kings. <laughs> you well, can't get see. you can't get extra balls, but you have to build up the bonus. That's true. Well, yeah. we did get to see the greatest game of police force in the history of pinball. That, that is was true. exciting. <laughs> Joel, have you ever played police force before? I haven't, but doesn't it have a uh, doesn't it have like a not an exploit, but doesn't it have like one shot that's kind of ridiculous? It's kind of isn't it? It's not steal yep. your opponent's points or something, but it's it's something. Oh, is they it? got that too. It has that yeah. too, yeah. Yeah. But it's just I, shoot the center ramp all day long. Yeah. Yep. And did you, Carl, did you, did you, was, were you involved in this greatest game? I was. Okay. Um, what did I have? 17 or 18 ramps in a row. Then then Raymond <laughs> came on top of me just after that, doing 20 or something like some crazy amount. It was, was, it a, it was pretty was exciting. Car- I thought it'd be boring, but it was actually a pretty exciting game. I think Carrie Wing was on that game too, and she had an insane amount as well. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, it came down to skill shots, I think, actually, <laughs> between Carl and Carrie out of all things. It did. Wow. It did. Well, if you if you really look at a police force though, it to me it looks like a like Zootopia before Zootopia was a thing. Have you ever actually looked at it, Joel? Yeah, the art itself. Wasn't it supposed to be wasn't it supposed to be Batman? And something happened, like they didn't get the license, and that's how it ended up becoming Police Force. It was like yep. a last yep. minute But thing. have you seen the characters on Police Force, though? Yeah, yeah. It's they just look, animals. Yeah. It makes absolutely zero sense. I, I get it. But that's, uh, that, I mean, it is a cool game, but that's one of the reasons I've stayed away from it, because they said it's, there's like, uh, I don't know, it all comes down to Ball 3, right? Or... Joel, we can be honest, it's not a cool game. Uh, okay. <laughs> we can be honest here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> But it feels cool when you're ramping what eighteen in a row. I mean, that's no, that's that's got to be. Oh well, yeah, it feels yeah. cool if you're Carl D'Angelo. Yes. Oh god. <laughs> For the rest of us mere mortals, not so much <laughs> when you're hitting that yellow post and just power draining. Yeah, I don't know. I Carl, you. I mean, not to get on too crazy of a side tangent, but Carl, if if anybody listening here, I eat pinball. You really dove into over the last year or more these wizard mode challenges where you're just focusing entirely on wizard modes. And it's not wizard modes on easy games. It's it's like the stupid wizard modes that are like Big Buck Hunter is probably the biggest one that, that people are like, why? Why would yeah. you even put yourself up to that? And uh, yeah, your level of play, I don't know. It's 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 pretty ridiculous. Um well, we don't have to go too far, but do you have any like another wizard mode coming up that, the, that yeah, you want to there's, there's there's a couple on the on the list. Uh whenever I get to get another game. Uh World Poker Tour. Oh Should boy. Be a fun one. Yeah. Because that that's a that's a long journey that can go very bad near the end of it. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Star Trek is one, but that's not a you know, a lot of people have played Star Trek. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think that one's particularly difficult. Well, World Poker Tour definitely will be. Um I asked uh, uh, most of these games come from uh, Jim Balsito. He lets me borrow them, borrow them for uh, for these challenges. And uh, I asked him for Indiana Jones at one point, the stern Indiana Jones, because I was curious about that. Speaking of stupid, wizard stupid modes. wizard modes. Yeah. Yeah. What is the wizard mode for that one? I have no idea. All I know <laughs> is it's a, it's a long path. You have to do a lot to get yeah. there. Yeah. No, because 24 was another one, right? 24 was another yeah. one that you had to do in a very specific way. And yeah it's uh 
I don't know. I we've talked most about a lot of the more recent games and the we, the more recent wizard modes and uh, some of those. I don't know. Nothing. It just seems like some of these older games are just coded in a way where I don't know if they just code it with this idea of like, well, nobody's ever going to do it, but we'll throw it in there. Or yeah, do you think basically. it's just yeah? It's and, and the code is the the mode is programmed normally like a throwaway mode. It's just this simple thing, you know. There's, it's just getting there is the hard part. Mm-hmm. But now that I, this is my brain going with another, you know, here we are. We, we've gone down this 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 rabbit hole. But you clearly are searching. You like that achievement. You like that checkbox of like, I have achieved that on that game. So random thought. I know we've talked a lot about the Stern Insider Connected program or even Jersey Jack. I mean, Jersey Jack now has achievements. Are you like, does that excite you as uh, with your type of mindset towards certain pinball games? Does do achievements excite you? Yeah, absolutely. I enjoy achievements. Yeah, um, I, I've run through a lot of the GNR ones. I'm looking forward. Fingers crossed. I believe Pirates is coming out this week, mm-hmm. which will be nice to dive back into that game after having not played it for a long time due to grab those achievements. Well, I don't know if you knew, but Raymond Davidson, I don't know if he said it on Facebook, Discord or where, but he was offering money to whoever the first person was that could complete all of the uh, the Led Zeppelin achievements. Because what was it? You may remember Travis. He he mentioned that on one of our streams. What there was one of the achievements that he listed that was it was like a double super jackpot. It was something stupid that was that he thought was going to be like yeah, that forget. was the one that was. Well, I forget be really exactly hard what it was, but he was offering. I think it was like five hundred dollars. Yeah. for completing the whole thing. Yeah, there you exactly. Go. <laughs> Carl's ready. Yeah, Carl's Sorry, just Ray. rubbing his hands together in the video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, still got the Zeppelin here, so so let's hope it sticks around a bit longer. Yeah, you just that. need to get that kit so you can. Uh, no, one of them was uh, what was it? It was get to one of the wizard modes without completing something else. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, it was without using um, the first wizard mode. Yeah, What's, that's what that's one of my streams was for that. Getting, yeah, exactly. So, Carl's, you've already well, done Carl's that. Not, yeah, right. you done? yeah, so Carl's like, okay, easy 500. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> let's go. Very cool. Well, Awesome. So back to uh, Super Series. Um, what? Just walk me through that. I mean, I'm not a tournament guy. Um, real quick, there. So there's six tournaments, but real quick, what's the difference between each one? Um, so maybe Carl, if you want to take the lead there, do you remember? Did you participate in all six? Uh, all six of them. There were variations of strikes and match play, basically. So what? I think there were two strikes tournaments and then four match play tournaments, right? Um, just varying scoring systems or, you know, one was a target match play. One had seven, five, three, one scoring one had three, two, one, zero scoring. Um, yeah, it's all blend. It's all blending together a bit, but it's, but but it's not all a hundred games that are there. Right. I mean, it's no, it wasn't all a hundred games. And in fact, it it became more of a classics tournament than anything because, because of time constraints, we, I felt we didn't play very many modern games. No, maybe a total of seven or eight rounds maybe maybe a bit more because of the last day because i'm not i forget about that last day but the the first three days it just wasn't much modern play yeah and that's all just because modern games typically are longer playing games or like it's harder to get through them quicker is that or it's just right and there were time constraints to to finish you know we didn't want to run until 2 a.m i'm assuming eric didn't want to run that every single day so correct we had a clause after 10 p.m it would be classics only on the tournaments that had the combination of the two. And that's just because some of these classic games, you can just get a house ball. There's no ball save and you're on to the next person. Is that, I mean, yeah, it's so just, you, you, yeah. you calculate about a half hour per round for classics games and modern, I'd say 45 minutes to an hour. 
Interesting. Okay. Uh, this was a question that came up before. Do you consider Carl as, I mean, you run, you run tournaments. Do you consider TNA a classics or modern game? Modern. Modern. See, Travis here ran his tournament in Oklahoma and he, uh, <laughs> he put, uh, he put TNA as a, as a classics game because he thinks we it's a fast playing game. We had to for time constraints, Joel. There's just... a difference between <laughs> the Oklahoma local casual player <laughs> and world-class pinball players. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, guys, they're listening in Oklahoma. I apologize. Mm -hmm. It's Joel's fault. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sorry that that Travis lives in the same state as you. That's all. (laughs) Well, I think even that Four Strikes tournament, I think it became all classics really early on, too. By around the seventh round, I think. And you guys ended up going, I think, 16 rounds total. So that whole tournament ended up becoming very classic-centric. And that's... That's the one thing I'm hoping next year when they have the Super Series. I'm hoping that it's kind of allotted in to where they do mix in moderns a little bit more, if not possibly even have a full tournament dedicated to just moderns. Because I'd rather see them make those games play a little bit more difficult. So maybe you can bring the time down a little bit, but at least give us a shot at playing that. Because I feel like it opens up more style of play. It gives you different decisions to make as opposed to just being stuck on just doing one very specific thing that a lot of these classics games force you into. So that's kind of what I would like to see because there is so many different pinball machines there. I want to be able to play, play them all and be in different situations and have to make different decisions. They're strategic in nature during the, during the tournament. Yeah. I would say as a viewer, a lot of these classic games, I'm not, I mean, I'm not familiar with, or, or if I've like, I've, I, I, maybe I don't know the best way to approach them from a tournament standpoint. So I've got to give once again, props, Tom, to the commentators and the other people in, involved in the stream, because the chat was very active. The chat was, you could ask a question of, okay, what's the goal here? What are they trying to do? And knowing that um, some of these modern games, you don't know, like if, if, if you guys, if the three of you guys were going to step up to, I don't know, Led Zeppelin right now and play a tournament, there's a good chance the three of you may take completely different strategies, um, to that game. But these older games is pretty cut and dry. Like there's, there's a thing to do. And I don't, as a viewer, that was really cool. That was really cool to, it's like the commentators would show it or they draw it on screen. Like, this is what they're going to do. They're going to try to hit this down. For example, like alien poker, right? Alien poker, you want to hit those those cards down in the middle of the play field in a very particular order and then cash out. And it's just like, I remember the commentators were explaining that. And the moment they finished explaining it, I think his name's uh, Carrie. Carrie. Uh, Kaylee? He did it. Kaylee. Kaylee. That's right. Kaylee did it. Oh, Carrie perfectly. George. The yeah, Kay- yeah. ball player, Carrie George. Yeah, hey, okay. Good. I was close. So it's All right. okay. Yeah. But Kaylee, Kaylee did it literally to the T, like exactly what they were saying. They're like, yep, yep. And then boom. And I remember he looked up at the camera because he knew it. <laughs> like he knew he just did the thing and it was time to do it again. And um, I don't know. As a viewer, I thought that was, I mean, a lot of streams these days are modern games. So it was a fun, it was a fun new stream. Um, and also the quality of play that were such high level players that, you know, I just, you never felt like even, oh, ball three and this guy's down by a ton. Eh, he'll come back or he could come back. And I don't, I thought it was really cool. Um, so I applaud the three of you guys for the entertainment. Um, it was, it was a lot of fun. Travis, do you have any, well, here, well, we'll Carl. So you, Saturday was like your day, right? I mean, you, that tournament, what, why, like, was there something particular that were you just feeling it or just got lucky or what? 
I have no idea. To be honest, <laughs> uh, the tournament before I tanked in, and at the break, I was just sitting down like, I'm so tired. I'm done. I, I can't make it through another tournament. Yeah. And then somehow I got a second wind and just blew through that one. Yeah. Was there anything, uh, any any particular game that or moment that stood out to you in that tournament, or it's just kind of a blur? Uh, no, the, my my favorite moment was probably on uh, Flight 2000, pulling the, pulling ahead of uh, Johnny to give him a strike. My, my buddy, the mm. plague. <laughs> the plague? <laughs> nice. Oh, yeah, that was uh, round 10, I think, because you had Raymond Davidson in your group right. at the time. I remember seeing that, yeah. Yeah. Nope, that was a good one. Joel, you need to go back and watch that. There's a lot of it. that I need to watch. Well, there, that was another thing I did notice is Ray Day, he's a machine. That guy is good. Um, and just watching him play. And, I mean, he won the overall, right? He won the overall thing. Um, Tom, your son, Neil, was like top 10, right, overall? Yeah, he kept telling me all week he was going to win Super Series, and I kept laughing <laughs> at him. And, yeah, uh, yeah Neil's, Neil's been playing great. Yeah. That's awesome. Good for him. Yeah. He wants uh, to go to Germany. That's what it is. He does. Yeah. Carl, are you gonna you thinking about going to Germany I, if you I, qualify for it? I'd love to. I really would. I don't know if I can, but I'd love to. Oh, I'm like I'm starting a a GoFundMe for myself to try to get there. <laughs> I'm gonna get my kids out there selling like door to door candy bars. <laughs> I gotta do everything I can to get up there. Uh don't you have to qualify, Travis? Uh, yeah, well, that's, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> there is that too. I need to survive all in it. Yep. Um, Tom, I'm assuming once again, you were running the show. Uh, is there any, uh, was there any moment that stood out positive or negative that? Uh, I was, I was just really happy with all the help I got, especially commentators. I mean, Ra- Rachel again, I mean, she was awesome. She did the whole tournament and then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Levy Naiman came up to me and was like, I'm not going to play the uh, four strike. Do you mind if I commentate? I was like, sure. And then uh, Greg Pavarelli did it on Sunday. Uh, that was very nice. And I was truly happy that those guys did all that. Yeah, it was as a viewer, it was awesome. They did a really good job. Um, and yeah, Travis, was there anything? Uh, I know you're Travis uh, for the listeners here. Travis is usually pretty active in our Facebook messenger chat. I mean, almost daily. Uh, he was real quiet, <laughs> real quiet during super series. And uh, I think I was he was too, spending a lot of time focusing. On... I was too busy struggle busing <laughs> yeah. through the first. Five yeah. it was, yeah. I don't think I didn't even play Carl one time. I don't think I played Tom one time. Yeah, it was I bad. I was. Um, yeah, yeah, I was losing games that. I shouldn't be losing, but I wasn't just losing them because I was playing bad. Everybody else was playing good, but it was just, I mean, it was just one of those things that in these types of tournaments, you can like Ray likes to call it by the dip. So you can do bad theoretically in the first two rounds or even the third round, but then you got to really get it going late. And that's kind of, I guess that's kind of the benefit to not having a finals is you can kind of sneak up at the last second without actually playing any of the top players. But then again, it's kind of a curse at the same time. But yeah, I just found myself just kind of spinning my wheels most of the time. And yeah, finally uh, dusted it off on event six. And I think I got fourth. Yeah, fourth because Nil got me by the tiebreaker. So yeah, nice. it was just just bad play on my part, but I'll take it. At least I got one. There so, you go. That's good enough for me. So what was the um, 
on uh I think Fox Cities had posted or I don't Tom you posted the picture but there's one of the pictures where I think Mr. Travis here was uh 8th or ninth, and you strategically cropped that picture <laughs> so it, so it was like showing the top 10 and it is cropped perfectly so Travis I, is not in the picture <laughs> I, I took two pictures and I noticed Travis wasn't in the one and I took another one but that was the one I posted oh it's so perfect yeah that's <laughs> ah, so great what an a hole Travis, the key here is you just got to place higher so he can't crop too much. You know, if you're right there in the middle, then then you're all good. I learned my lesson. Yeah, there we go. Well, uh, once again, that was Super Series. I know, super incredible, really entertaining to watch. It's on Twitch. Have you uploaded the video to anything on YouTube besides that? I'm in the process of editing it, so... uh, It's only, what, like 80 hours? Yeah, Yeah, something like that, it seems like. But uh, yeah, after Expo, I'll start releasing them on YouTube. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, everybody, feel free to check it out. Super entertaining. And I know, um, yeah, I mean, there hasn't, there just hasn't been a ton of tournament, uh, like tournament streams, tournaments to watch. So, I mean, it was, uh, it came out and it was, it was awesome. So, well done. Pat yourself on the back there, Tom. And uh, Carl, nice job winning one. And Travis, you know, thanks for participating. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was great. <laughs> it was great. Thank you, Joel. Hey, I'm here for you, man. Um, so yeah, we'll roll into the next thing, which was, uh, yeah, reveals, reveals, right? So just, what was it? Today is Sunday. We're recording this on a Sunday night. So Saturday, yesterday, they, American Pinball did something pretty cool. They had, they went ahead and shipped out games to multiple locations um, and basically told the, you know, under NDA, like, hey, you can open the game on Saturday, let people play, have a good time. And um, yeah, Legends of Valhalla. Legends of Valhalla is the next game from American Pinball. Um, this game has been, this was a homebrew and it was, they made a handful of them. Was it like Riot Pinball or something? Does that sound right? That's Riot correct. Pinball. So they've had this out for a year or more um, and it's gone to a few shows. Have any of you played it in any? No? Okay. Um, but yeah, so it looks like American pinball is picking this up and they're going to manufacture it. Um, yeah, just all around first impressions. Um, we start with Tom last time, Carl, first impressions of what you've seen from the reveal. I mean, from the, I like their method of, you know, shipping them out to the locations. That's fantastic. I haven't seen much of this version since, you know, I, I watched the, uh, the streams that, um, Buffalo pinball did mm-hmm. the original of, of the homebrew and it looked like a fun game. It certainly piqued my interest, but um, just waiting to play it, to be honest. Yeah. I know there's yeah. two going out to the uh, two Ace Gogies out here, so later this week I'll, I'll get to check it out. But That's I cool. I don't have much more besides that at the moment. All right. Um, Travis, you did a whole like reaction video, right? Or like a first response video uh, on YouTube? Not yet. Not yet. Yeah, I'm yet. not. Okay. No. Well, this is my first response to it, just to you, Joel. Here we go. Let's hear it. Well, let's what's your what's your well, initial reaction well like gameplay wise i actually i like the layout the the side ramp kind of reminds me of doctor who like that big giant side ramp that's what it reminds me of looking at it but overall it's funny when i look at this whole package for me personally it almost feels like the theme is the weakest part of the whole pen which i don't know if that's necessarily a good thing or a bad thing last i heard right before we got onto this podcast apparently American Pinball is looking at upping their the amount of pins that are out from 300 to 500. 
Yeah. And that's what I think a distributor mentioned on Pennside. So obviously they're selling more than what they thought they would. Maybe, I don't know. You know, that's up for people to decide business practice wise, whether that's good or bad to go up in the amount. But I mean, overall, I don't know. I would have liked to see a different theme on this. I do kind of like the, the Norse theme in general, but I don't know if I like that with pinball. I, I don't know if I'm really connecting with that, if that makes sense. Sure. So rules wise, I have no idea where the rules are at on this. Obviously just based off the inserts, there's probably going to be multiple modes in this, uh, art wise. I mean, it is what it is. I don't know if I'm not really the, uh, the picky one when it comes to art, but I know the animations though, looking at that, I was, I don't know. It was kind of different seeing the animations and I don't know if that's going to be the final product or if they're going to kind of help that along a little bit more. But I mean, overall, if it shoots well and it's fun, I guess that's a good thing. But I know the theme for me is kind of a letdown overall. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've discussed this before at the end of the day. I mean, so many, there's so many examples of games that sell out even sight unseen and it's based on theme alone, right? I mean, Halloween, Rick and Morty, Godzilla, Led Zeppelin, you know, these LEs are sold before the game's revealed, streamed, anything. And it's, and, um, it's obvious like theme helps theme sell. And, and you're right. I mean, you, you said that, that I, the weakest part of this pin pin right now is the theme. And obviously that's not going to change. Um, and it does surprise me. I was not, um, I was not expecting, you know, when I heard they were going to make 300 LEs, I was like, well, I hope they sell them all. And here we are 24 hours later and they're upping that. That's, that is surprising. My biggest reaction was the price, was the price. And I think maybe it's because we've been discussing Jurassic Park home, Jurassic Park's home pin so much recently that it's like, okay, that's 4,600 bucks or somewhere in the mid fours. You know, now Stern Pros are going to be low sixes. And currently, as of right now, the cheapest game, commercial game you can buy is a Hot Wheels because a Hot Wheels is cheaper than Godzilla. So it was like, is American Pinball going to stay there? Is American Pinball going to stay below a Stern Pro? And what I'm seeing, they haven't announced this is there's an LE, but they're making like a standard edition or or I don't know the terminology. Which which I think is a thousand less on the MSRP from what I heard. But I don't that's not confirmed, but that's what I heard. It's going to be somewhere right right around there. Nothing official yet on that. Exactly. Yeah. But what I mean, the currently what is it's 8600 is the is the what what's the it's either 84 or 86. I thought I saw 84. 84. So that I I mean, and a Godzilla is what? Yeah, it's 80, 8395 uh, MSRP. It does say it says a deluxe edition limited to 300, which like Travis said, I saw the same post. Uh, it sounds like they're upping that to 500. Yeah. And that was according to, I think it was Kingpin Games. Correct. So until they come out with further confirmation, because I don't think any other distributors have acknowledged this as of the recording of this podcast. So somebody could come out and refute that, but I mean, that's what we have to go on right now. So I'm curious to see if they end up doing something like that because even on their uh, their promo post it says 300 limited deluxe yeah. models and then unlimited classic model. Carl, you're shaking your head. What's your uh Well, yeah, I'm shaking my head because if they announce 300 they should stick to 300. So, we'll we'll see if it's like we said, like Travis said, if it's official or not. I just mm-hmm. don't like the the practice of upping a limited edition just because you sold them all. So, Stern right. did it, right, with Monsters? 
And I yeah, remember it got I didn't a lot like of hate. it then either. It got a yeah, lot of I mean, hate when they did that. Yeah, I don't think it's a good practice to do. No. I mean, if any company out there announces a certain number of models or units are going out, I mean, if it's a hit, it's a hit, stick to it. To me, you're just taking the screws to your initial adopters and saying, you know what, this isn't as limited as you thought it was. And if I'm a supporter and wanting to pay out $8,400, $8,500, however much it is, then I find out, well, wait a second, there's going to be more than that just because there's great reaction to it. It suddenly doesn't feel like the FOMO is there as much or that I should have rushed out to adopt this product. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm yeah. not a fan of that business practice at all. Well, luckily in, in our midst here, we have an elitist, an elitist, uh, Mr. Tom Graff. <laughs> Tom, so if you, as an LE buyer, if, I mean, you just bought an LE uh, Godzilla, if you had heard within 24 hours that they would have upped that, would that have offended you personally? Or you don't, you don't really care how many LEs there are? Or what's your thought there? No, I think I would have been a little upset. I mean, you know, you're thinking a certain number is going to be made. And if, if they increase the number by X, you know, it's, yeah, it kind of sucks. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, so, I mean, it's out. I think it'll be, I hope it'll be at Expo. I would assume it'll be at Expo. Uh, I'm, I'm willing to give it a shot. I, I know I've, I've had a, a Hot Wheels. Actually, I think everybody has had a, I know, Carl, you've had a Hot Wheels. Tom's shaking his head. Tom, have you had any American pinball game in your collection? Uh, yeah, I had a Houdini. Uh, gotcha. For a little bit. I mean, I think we can all agree that they're built well. Like American Pinball yeah. builds a, a tank of a game. And so that's the only thing I can kind of say with certainty or confidence that I bet Legends of Valhalla will be built well. It'll be, you know, uh, I don't know, a tank, a beast of a game kind of thing. But um, uh, it's been out a while. I think there's been people that have put hands on it. Chuck Wirt um, with uh, TPN, he's he's played one extensively and he's a big fan of it, a big fan of it. Um, so, you know, I, I wish them the best of luck. I hope it's, uh, I hope it's one of those like kind of a sleeper hit kind of thing where people, once they get their hands on it, that's great. But in this type of market, I just think there's so many examples of games that sell instantaneously because you have a theme and, um, I mean, you never know because every other pinball manufacturer right now isn't able to put out games very quickly. So, I mean... There could be 300 people out there that are just dying for the next new game that they know they could get fairly quickly. So, And plus, American Pinball, it seems like they fixed their LCD issue, too. That thing looks like it's smack dab in the middle. Oh, they centered it this time? Offset. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that drove me crazy. <laughs> they kept saying that you wouldn't notice it, you wouldn't notice it. And every time I looked up, lies, I noticed it every <laughs> single time, and my OCD just oh, went off I, the charts. I... It did not bother me. Carl, did it bother you? No, it didn't bother me. No. The art know. supported it. Yeah. Well, it I worked. don't I don't have the focus you two do then. Because <laughs> yeah, that's focus, all I can yeah. stare at. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, I don't know. Besides that, I mean it's we're kind of at a uh I don't know, kind of a wait and see situation. Uh I did see I went back and watched some of the old streams. You Buffalo Pinball streamed it in the past, and yeah, the animations at the time were stills they weren't i didn't, at least the, the little bit that i saw so I, I i'm curious what all they've added um or if they've added anything there um i do think jack is gonna stream it jack danger is gonna stream it sometime soon a little surprising i That's mean that's an interesting strategy jack is by now an officially, pinball, yeah an officially a stern employee um but yet 
or maybe he's not an employee. Maybe he's a contractor. Contractor, but yeah. It is that is interesting. I know. Um, well, Travis doesn't stream, but hey, if AP called me up, Tom, you'd take it. I, I'm assuming Carl, sure. if you if they called you up and said, "Hey, you want to do our reveal stream?" I think we'd all <laughs> we'd all jump on it. But um, Jack is in the area. He does a good job, and and yeah, we'll wait. We'll wait and see on that. Um, well, that leads to a good question, though. Since you're going to be at Expo, Joel, yeah. Which game are you going to play first, Legends of Valhalla? Or JP the pin? JP the pin? Uh, I mean, if they're standing right next to each other, I'm going to pick yes. the shorter line. <laughs> okay. the answer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, There's yeah. no line, Oh, my Joel. gosh. Yeah. He does this choose. all the time, Carl. There's Just no line. sitter on everything. <laughs> yeah. You're the first right. one up. You've been I waiting no the logical, night, I make the logical answer. The Nobody's yeah. watching. Nobody's listening. It's just you. You will only know the answer to this. Carl, Which you want to know the answer is that's going to tweak him the most. The answer is going to be, I'm going to play the P3 that's standing next to him. That's the, that's the one I'm going to play first. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I don't, to be honest, I, I would probably go Legends of Valhalla first. And the only reason is just because I know it's more, there's more lights. There's more, I mean, it's more of a, like, there's more there. And I'm really curious to see how it flows. And I've seen way less of a stream. So Did you hear that, Travis? Travis. He's yeah. a three flipper snob. Yep. Wow. Yeah. He's going to play a game because yeah. it has more lights. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Carl, work. have you played um, a Stern, the pin? Have you played a, the, yeah, yeah, I played, I played Star Wars um, back in the day. I played the Transformers when they had that one. So yeah, I, I'm familiar with the model. Okay. And do you have any, I know we talked a little bit about this last week, but any quick takes on what you saw with JP, the pin? Uh, it looks fun to me. It, it, it really does. I mean, I think Jack did a really good job on, on the design. Mm-hmm. Uh, question is the software. I mean, it's a home pin, so it's not going to be that deep. Yeah, right. it's going to be yeah. a very basic, simple game. And watching the stream, yeah, you can see it's shoot this shot four times, shoot this shot, shoot the raptor pin a hundred times. You know, it's that kind of a thing. True. Yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah. But it's going to be a fun game. The assets are all there. I was surprised at the music that they still, you know, were able to get the license for the or they maintain their license for the music and the art, everything else. So I'm impressed. Cool. I mean, you're uh, you're decent at hitting what is wizard mode, so I think you could probably get to the JP wizard mode, uh, the home pin wizard. Mode. I think, I, you know, I don't want to. That would put be too the much video to, on you. No, that would be the video for <laughs> Carl to get it and unbox it live on stream, yeah. set it up, and then get wizard mode on game like, one. Game one. That was, that was almost Mando. It. Almost Mando, except I wasn't streaming, of course. But yeah, yeah. Travis has said that he said he wants to, if he was to stream, that would be his goal was to try to do an unbox straight to wizard mode kind of challenge. I think um, that'd be hilarious, but we <laughs> talked about that before. And I think Carl, you're probably one of the only ones in the entire world that could do something like that. I think there's only a handful of players that would actually have a chance to do something like that. And that'd probably be the most impressive YouTube pinball video in yeah. the history of pinball videos. And then the third is, so he, he hits a wizard mode and then it shows him screen capturing, posting it for sale on pin side. <laughs> like yeah. all in one, <laughs> in one, yeah. one start to finish. Yeah. That's uh, there you go, Carl. That's how you need to up your wizard mode challenge game <laughs> from unbox to sell, to, right. to resell. Spend six yeah. grand, get a game in here and do it yeah. once. And then yeah, do it once, <laughs> post on pin door. side. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, I don't know. Any other last thoughts? I mean, we can, we can wrap on, I don't know, uh, legends of Valhalla. We talked, we talked a lot. I mean, we had a conversation going in, in our chat. Um, but yeah, a lot of our conversation was basically just on like price. So price, like I am really surprised. I really think I was really hoping American pinball would like adapt that of like, we want to be the affordable consumer grade model and we want to stay below a stern pro. 
I mean, low yeah, sixes it's, even. It's their limited edition, so right. you but, don't know what the regular edition is going to be. Correct. Okay, so it maybe fifteen hundred less, two grand. You less, may be you know? right, and if that, so let's say let's play that game. Let's say it is. Do you think? Fast forward six months, they're gonna. I mean, do you think that would really help them sales wise? If, if I mean, do you? I don't know. Maybe that's a question for Zach or other distributors. How often do people ask, "What's your cheapest game?" You know, or what? Well, what I, let's put it this way, Joel. What, is this the cheapest LE that's out there? Because it's at what eighty four hundred, yeah. and Stern's at about ten five now. Jersey Jack collector's edition is like 12.5 so i mean that's a big discrepancy between the three right there what spooky was about nine for the le yeah yeah it was under so, 10 because i didn't they say you could add the butter cabinet and still be under 10 yeah, yeah. right nine but for the collectors yeah. Yeah. yeah but all things considered basically out of all the big manufacturers this is probably the cheapest like high tier pen yeah. Okay. So the question is, is how is it going to play? How is it built? How does it feel once you actually have your hands on it? I mean, looking at all the playfield features, it has objectively, it has a lot of stuff in it. I mean, they, they talk about hand painted and sculpted figurines. They talk about having a bunch of call outs, which, which I think Jeff Teolis did. They're saying yeah. like over yep. 500 call outs, which is a lot, all things considered. And now looking at, they say 22 modes, multiple wizard modes. I mean, what a, a soundtrack featuring 23 songs from a group called two steps from hell, which I know Carl has banging on his radio all the time. They did Hobbit, right? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Uh, yep. Yes, they did. And then um, shaker motor knocker, anti-reflective glass. So, I mean, all things considered, they do have some stuff associated yeah. with this package. It's not, they haven't cheapened out on anything in particular. So, I'm curious to see how that actually is in person because it's one thing to see it on a stream. It's a whole nother thing to be standing over the pen and actually experiencing it yourself. Yeah. And that it may, you may be totally right. I mean, I know like Hot Wheels, there are probably people that bought Hot Wheels because it was Hot Wheels. They're huge Hot Wheels collectors. But the reality is I think most people that are buying Hot Wheels now, it's from people hearing or playing the game or hearing like this is a good game. And, and that's why I think fast forward – it great. It could be an awesome game. the The four of us could love it. We don't know. We don't know until we play it. But the reality is, none of us pulled out our wallet and placed an order because it, there is the unknown. There's the uncertainty. I mean, Tom, I think you said in our chat, if they would announce that this was whatever, I think you you named some band. I don't know. I forget. Uh, that would be said. Rush. Yeah, but if so, like Rush, you're you're probably already you're probably I guarantee you're probably already on a list. And it's like if there's a Rush pin, boom, I'm in. Yep. And that's the thing. There's no. Um, you can't have those types of buyers, right? Or those pre-sales on unlicensed themes. Um, I don't know. It's we've the three of us are talking. I mean, Carl, do you have any? Do you have an opinion on unlicensed theme that that hasn't been like that? Uh, it's unique, or um, what are your thoughts? That's unique. Or you don't really, or, I well, mean, not unique, but I like, mean, I like seeing them come out. Everyone, everyone wants these unlicensed themes, right? Everyone wants mm-hmm. to see these games. But yeah, the fact is, they don't sell as well. Yeah. I, if, if American has in fact sold three hundred of them, and it, you know, are considering up, upping the numbers to 500. I mean, I, to me, that's a tremendous success at yeah. this point in the game, without question. The thing that concerns me is they've said it's a six-month lead time for those 300 games. So, you know, at this point, even if I was interested in the game, it's six months down the line for a regular edition. I, I, I don't really want to wait that long. Stern's going to come out with three more games before then, probably, or who knows what. JJP announces their next. 
and there's so much coming out. Yeah. 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 You know what, what's scary is at some point the market is going to implode with all these companies coming in and games being made and, Yeah, but realistically, though, the only people that that's going to hurt, because we talked about this before, I don't think it'll hurt Stern's bottom line, because they're able to get the themes out. They already have stuff planned out for years at a time. I think the ones that's going to hurt, it's going to hurt Spooky, it's going to hurt American Pinball. I think those are the two that are just smack dab in the crosshairs of it. So just like Carl alluded to, just having, taking a six-month lead time, yeah. For 300 games, that is a long time. That is a long, long time this day and age. And if they are going up to 500, then we can safely assume that might that might be eight to 10 months then. Right. So, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things that when you're dealing with companies that only have enough to do one line and only X number of games, I mean, it's going to be an uphill battle regardless and especially it's still going to be six to 12 months they said uh, earlier today on the news about the supply chain issues so i mean it could it could be what would that put us through that that would put us somewhere summer of 2022 by the time they get done with this run yeah and they've i think dave fix has already said i mean they have other games in the works so they you know they have a time frame well american pinball is unique because they still technically make houdinis and they still like they have never stopped making any of their games. So, but I still assume they they have an allotted time of, you know, we want to devote the majority of our attention to Legends of Valhalla for whatever a year. So if if maybe if they saw they had enough sales in in twenty four hours that hey if we can spend that entire year making LEs we make a lot more money making LEs than we do LEs and then some classic or standard editions. I mean, I doubt assembling an le takes that much more time than it would assembling you know a standard or addition so i i don't know i but i think carl you had a good point though i mean if they're doing that if they're increasing this is a success this is something we should you know like we may have our our thoughts against uh license versus unlicensed but hey look at these guys i mean this is they're they're selling apparently um so cool. I, I, we'll, we're going to talk about this a little more, but Expo, I hope they're at Expo. I hope people play them at Expo. I hope they get a bunch more sales after Expo. I mean, um, why not? I mean, I'm all for having better. I mean, all, I'm all for more pinball, but I'm definitely for good. Like, if you give us good games, like, let's go. We don't just need boxes of lights or anything, you know? Um, this would be a bad transition, but it is the next thing on our... <laughs> <laughs> on our on our list here and uh halloween halloween um i still have yet to play it travis you've played it you've voiced your opinion many times um tom you have not played it correct correct but carl as of i mean you <laughs> you own one you bought one and you streamed it yesterday so feel free to share whatever you want your initial thoughts on halloween yeah i i, I you know tossed my hat in the ring i thought if i could get a low number and get the game early enough i would i would i would take a shot at it because uh, it looked interesting to me i like the theme uh over ultraman you know for sure for me uh just the dark spooky and i think they've got the atmosphere right on the game it does you know you turn the lights off in the room the sound is actually pretty good the uh just the the, the overall feel of the game is nice um after my two days of play yeah so i i streamed it to yesterday 
um, and you know encountered the usual i guess i could say usual uh spooky issues with early games although i don't consider this an early game at this point this has been three months since the release since the mm -hmm. announcement since the release in my opinion it should be a lot further along than what it is um so yeah there's issues uh there's bugs all over the place there's balls unlocking that shouldn't unlock there are i encountered two major crashes when i got further in the game than what they've programmed is my assumption so like my first crash was i played through all six pumpkin modes i went the drop targets came up i hit them again to start what would be a seventh and the game crashed later on i i changed the order that i did things in so i did the pumpkin mode last and it lit the wizard mode and i was shocked to see the wizard mode was actually in the game so it, it's it's what bug had described in all the the promotional stuff where you lock you know, seven balls at one each scoop. I start shooting them going through and I'm up, up at the top play field and the right flipper won't go. It just won't flip. So I don't know if that's a bug, <laughs> a recent bug, but I couldn't make that last <laughs> shot or two to complete that mode. So that, that was the, uh, the end of that game. It's just stuff like this, it, it, you know, yeah. but I do like the look of the game, the, the feel of it. The shots are nice. Uh, they're not they're not great. I'm not a fan of the upper playfield geometry. Uh, there's a ball trap there with the uh, with the post on on the pretzel. Um, the butt pretzel. The butt, butt pretzel. pretzel. <laughs> yeah. That's it. The butt pretzel. <laughs> I was waiting for that. <laughs> uh, so I mean, it, it has potential, but it's 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 not there now. I'm concerned based on the programmer's history about how long it's going to take to get there. Interesting. Yeah, I, well, so we've talked, I mean, we've talked a lot about Halloween. Um, so the elevators, what's your, what's your thought on that? The, you hit a scoop. So instead of that scoop and that ball firing right back at you, it I disappears. Have, I have yeah. no problem with that. I, okay. I, okay. So I, before getting my Halloween, I played Ultraman on location. Okay. And so, yes, first time someone steps into a game, the ball goes right by them goes right down the middle you know no way to save it and that's in my opinion that's something easily fixed just do what do what stern did do what uh, Kiefer did on like simpsons pinball party flip that flipper a couple times you know let someone know the very first time the ball is going to come out on that side okay ball's coming out here that's all they need to do oh. i actually like the, the idea of them I, I do prefer a scoop firing the ball back mm -hmm. at me but they're novel they're unique i like them okay so let's say if, uh, you know, tomorrow the Spooky puts out an update and every bug that you ran into is fixed. What do you think? Uh, I mean, where are your thoughts there when it comes to just overall gameplay or modes or layout? You know, what's your experience there? I'm, I, mm. <laughs> mm. Well, I think things need to be fleshed out more just beyond bugs. Okay. So okay. There, there needs to be more depth to it. It's, it's, uh, and maybe Spooky doesn't want more depth in it. Maybe this is where they're going with the game. Um, it's like like back when I had Rick and Morty. You know, the reason I, I had a pre-order for Rick and Morty, and I had borrowed at the beginning of the pandemic. I borrowed one from Ace Gogi. and I learned that there, the game as it was was basically their plan: just a, a bunch of modes, and then a final, you know, final mode for the you know your tenth adventure. And it wasn't really going to go beyond that much. And, I, and that's fine. There's no problem with that. Um, but I feel Halloween may be similar in that regard. 
for me, it may be a too, bit too shallow to stay in my collection for long. It's um, considering I went through everything already in the second day concerns me. Or everything. I'll say it right for now. I'll say it for Carl. They need to revamp the rule set <laughs> and make it worth your while to hit certain shots. Yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah. score balancing, it, all that stuff. Yeah, they have a lot of work to do, without question. Well, did it not drive you crazy to have the first upper play field basically be bricked out during certain modes to where even if you drained down to the upper play field, you didn't need to flip it all. You just had to let it go back through the motion or let the ball come all the way back down to the main play field. I mean, for me, I didn't really like that because if I'm going through different parts of a multi-tiered game, I want a reason to be at each place. And if I accidentally end up in a spot, I still want to have something to do to give me reason to flip the flipper in that spot. So I feel like a lot of this rule set prematurely locks you out of certain parts of this game when it shouldn't, at least to me, it shouldn't. Yeah, absolutely. When you get up to the house and you're trying to finish that final shot, you know, up that side ramp and it drains out, you're waiting seven, eight seconds for the ball to drain all the way down, drain down to that mid play field, wait for the lift to bring it up and shoot again. And then you're doing that over and over a lot of time because you missed that final shot. That final shot is on the very tip of the flipper, which is not a simple shot. So you're, you're using, you know, you're losing a minute and a half, two minutes trying to get back up there just to get that single shot. Yeah, so I agree with you completely. They ne there needs to be something to do at all times. Well, so Simpsons Pinball Party, right? There's There are points in the game where you have to get that ball on the couch. So you have to hit the garage. You got to get up there. You got to load the shot behind the TV. Then you got to rip. I mean, there's... And if you miss the shot, you're waiting. What well, I mean, I'm just trying to compare it to something that does it right. Is that the right... Is that fair to say? Like, do you... If Simpsons... Because I don't know, I don't hear people complain about Simpsons Pinball Party and it, the ball taking too long when you drain off the upper play field. That's because the, the ball comes right back to your right flipper and you pop it back into the garage. You can go right back, back to three yeah. seconds. Yeah. Okay. So, is there physics? I don't know enough about the mechanical aspects of how the game. Is there anything that Spooky could do to speed up that process? They've talked about staging balls in the in the scoops, or at least one of the scoops. I don't know if it's the left or the right. One of them has multiple optos. The other one has a single opto. So I don't know which side is. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, yeah, if they can stage a ball, just like they did with Rick and Morty. They always have a ball staged in the house. So when it goes in there, it kicks it out right away. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're, we've talked a lot about Halloween, and I know some of our streams of... Um, I, I stream for flipping out and then just another pinball stream and Travis has been on those and Travis kind of let it all out on one of them. And, uh, one of the comments was like, I respect, I respect Travis more now that I know that he's honest about, you know, this or that. And the reality is we're not trying to be mean or brutal or it's just honest. And I, I we're rooting for spooky here. We, we want them to, uh, I mean, I have no doubt if, if bug, called carl if they called you tom travis anything and they're like hey travis we've we've heard that you don't really like our game do you have a list of suggestions that we could work on i i have no doubt that travis you would happily help them well yeah it's it's yeah. just here's the reality making pinball and doing rule sets and doing design work is difficult it's not easy at all and mm -hmm. you're anytime you have a body of work you're putting it out there for potential criticism and for people to also celebrate so I fully acknowledge it's not the easiest thing in the world because it's all very public. Like people know you're the one that designed this. People know that you're the one that's coming up with the rule set, you know, but it's just, it's one of those things too, that I think at the same time, 
to me, Spooky isn't the little engine that could anymore because that little engine can at this point. They sell out games that they're putting out. And so the amount that they're charging, I think it's fair game to hold them accountable to say, hey, you know, for this price, we expect this type of product. And I think whenever you have other pinball players out there that aren't just casual, that are given their critiques or giving suggestions, I think that's something that's worth at least listening listening towards for some of these companies just to get a general idea of what this type of player thinks. Now, that doesn't mean that they have to actually implement it, but you still want to find that balance to where you have something that appeals to casuals and you have something that appeals to your hardcore people. Because if somebody buys a game and it's in their house and they're wanting to play it every day, you're no longer a casual. You don't have to be the greatest pinball player ever, but you're still, you're hardcore into it because you're trying to learn the shots. You're trying to learn the rules and you're trying to enjoy it. And if you have a code like it is now, that's going to take the longevity and throw it out the window. Because just like Carl alluded to, the great players are going to get through the game very quick and then it becomes highly repetitive from there. And that's the thing that you don't want to do. It's almost uh, like anti-Elwin-esque. You know, people say Elwin's rule sets are way too deep, but they're really just wide more than anything because it gives you several different options on how to attack a game. And I think that's where your modern day pinball player that is at a house, I think the vast majority of them want something like that. That doesn't have to be a super deep experience, but you want to be able to attack a pin from different ways and you want to be able to utilize all parts of that pin. And I think that's where the rule set is lacking at this point. So once they can address that and maybe make some of the modes a little bit more interesting. I mean, a great example of this, they, on the newest code, right? They have it to where your modes go from, I think it's like easiest to most difficult, or at least they have them shown that way. So even the most difficult mode, you can pretty much finish it in two shots if you time it right. Yeah. That that should not be happening. That should not be happening at all. You, If you have a highly difficult mode, the points should reflect that, but also the skill that you need to show should reflect the difficulty out of that mode. But I think that's just a large part of it as well of having some things that aren't quite balanced and not quite there. And hopefully they tweak it a little bit. I don't know if they will or not. So, so what I, I wonder, we'll what I wonder is, is, is how much of this has to do with the fact that they only have one programmer. Fosma is the only person working on the game as far as I know. So, and spooky has ramped up the production line. They've hired a bunch of people have they tried to search for programmers to assist out? I know we know Eric worked on Rick and Morty. That was his game with Scott. But apart from that, I don't. He's not working on Halloween, as far as I know. So, what are they doing in that regard? They should be, especially at this level, with with twelve hundred and fifty games or whatever it was sold. Yeah. They need to step it up in that regard. But you and say he's you doing have... Ultraman too. Exactly. Correct? Yeah. Right? So he's doing two. And I so I went on their site today because I was curious. I, I thought, okay. You know, maybe I can load the Ultraman code in my game just to, you know, just to have some fun. To, <laughs> yeah. You know, compare it. The Ultraman code has been pulled from the site. So the latest oh. update. So I assume there's bu- there's game-breaking bugs in there. Huh. So again, yeah, Phosma's, you know, they're having to jump back and forth. He's having to jump back and forth between the two versions, which has got to stretch him even thinner. Yeah. Where yeah. do you focus on, do you focus on Halloween? And once you, yeah, it's like you focus entirely on Halloween because there's more of them, right? And so it's like, make that your priority. And then once you hear that that release is good, then you spend the time to swap out all the clips and everything for to get into Ultraman. I mean, 
But the problem is there's already Ultramans out there. Mm -hmm. So since you're doing both at the same time, you got two different customer bases that want their game to be fully fleshed out. So yeah, if they don't have other people helping out on this, I think that that's, I mean, lack of a better term, I think it's batshit crazy at this yeah. point if you have that many games out there because that is a lot of stress on somebody. And obviously, if you're the only one or at least one of the only ones working on a project and you're on constant deadlines, that's where mistakes will start to creep in. And yeah, we're seeing it with the amount of bugs that are happening right now. So if any listener is a pinball programmer or wants to be a pinball programmer and wants to move to Benton, Wisconsin, <laughs> I would... I would send your resume to somebody because uh, they could use you. That's for it's sure. A, I mean, it's I, a really small town, Joel. Yeah, I think we uh, we on stream the other day pulled it up on Google Maps and we're joking about how. Oh, like, Tom didn't see that. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> like where was it? Was it you, Travis? That said you Googled it and you wanted to see where the closest food eatery was, and it was yeah, only three it, bars it, or something. We found it. Yeah, they have three bars and <laughs> the yeah. yeah in a restaurant, and I think they got a couple stoplights too. Yeah, yeah. it's like a town in Oklahoma, nearly. Yeah, but the beauty of programming is you don't need to be physically there. True. Exactly. I mean, Eric programmed Rick and Morty from his house. It's not like he was on, on location, you know, at Spooky. Good point. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Steve Bowden, right? True. He's he's free right now. He's not. He's a rules he does, guy. He doesn't yeah, program, Yeah, I don't right? think he does right. programming. Right. I, I know... I mean, we brought this up because we saw that um, Bowen, Bowen's name wasn't on any of this so when the original reveal came out we're like well bowen's not on rules he's not being he's not here right now so it's uh i don't that was the first red flag right i mean it's just um i don't i i hope i hope maybe maybe they do have some some i don't know applicants or they're trying to expand or they i don't know i'm i'm rooting for them i really i really am but um I, yeah. I do know a few people that they haven't got their games yet, but they're still in. I don't know anybody personally that's dropped uh, a Halloween order, but um, Carl, I mean, you have it. And um, yeah, I'm re- I mean, I'm hoping I'm hoping the, the code evolves and, and becomes more fleshed out in a way that you'll enjoy. Um, but yeah, yeah to, I will go ahead. Go I was going to say to Spooky's credit, the, the build quality is, is great on my machine. I know Travis was talking about the, some issues with the one he plays on location, but the mine is has been solid. I had one rubber ring I had to stretch a little just because the ball path wasn't wide enough for the ball to get through, and that's been it. Apart okay. from the ball trap on the topmost playfield, game has been completely solid. Not no other tweaks out of box. Just the, a great experience from you know setup. That's awesome. And the what it's is good. it? The pin heck board. I mean, and the light like apparently the wiring. It's it's a lot less hot glue, right? I mean, right. you had a TNA and. Well, Rick and Morty had the hot glue too, so yep. it's uh, yeah, well, good for them. I I mean, I do think they are moving forward, but and that's awesome to hear that their build quality is great. And uh, I don't know, it's just code. Code is the thing that we've been talking about really for weeks now, and and we're rooting for them. That's that's for sure. Yeah, so absolutely. Um. All right. Well, I know I am looking. I'm looking forward to playing a, to a Halloween. I want to experience it. I want that ball to to go fly right by my flipper my first time. <laughs> But I want to I want to experience it, um, and uh, luckily I think I'm going to have a chance. I I know I'm personally going to Pinball Expo. Unfortunately, Travis, we just heard that you will not be going. Um, yeah, which sucks, but I get it. And uh, Tom, you're going to be there, yes? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So Tom will be there. He will have a sharpie in pocket for all the auto- autographs. He's ready. You know, bring him whatever any any square of skin. He's ready to sign whatever you need. Um, I got a question, Joel. <laughs> yeah, Travis. Halloween or Legends of Valhalla? 
which one am I going to play first? Yep. Uh, probably Halloween just cause it's, I've, we've talked a lot about it and I, I want to experience the elevators. I want to experience the butt pretzel. <laughs> like, I think I want to experience that more. Just Somebody it's please unique. clip that. I want to experience the elevators and the butt pretzels. <laughs> clip that. We're not streaming. What are you? <laughs> okay. Somebody will clip it. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Carl, are you going to expo? I, I am not. I, my trip was the, uh, the super series. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, you got enough Tom. So that's fine. Yeah, that's great. Well, I know we're going to be there. Um, this is it. This is the first, this is my first pinball expo uh, of any kind. I've yet to be to any pinball convention. I know this is a big one. Obviously we haven't had it in a year. Um, I don't know, guys, do you have any recommendations? Do you have any, what, what to expect? What should I, uh, I don't to the listeners, this may be their first expo or maybe there's things. Um, for example, pinball Olympics, pinball life is hosting this pinball Olympics, which is apparently you get to play some crazy games. Like they set, they set the games up really odd where like there was an ad- there's videos out there like an Adams family where instead of them using normal glass, they put in this like glass that's really hard to look through. And it's this really strange pinball tournament. So guess what, guys, I'm actually playing in a pinball tournament, but it's uh, of really unique games. I was I've just heard from multiple people like you got to do it. So I'm doing that. But besides that, I don't know. The three of you guys, you guys have all been there before. Where uh, what what am I walking into? What what are my expectations here, or what should my expectations be? It's hard to say because it's a new location. Okay, but uh, are you asking as a casual or as a tournament player? Well, I am not. <laughs> it's two different uh, yes. things. Mm-hmm. I am not going to play as a tournament. Maybe then I'm asking the wrong three people, right? Because I think Tom is streaming the whole thing, so I think I know where you're going to be. So if I need, I need some some Tom time. I will. Uh, I'll just wander over there and. I maybe I can announce something for you or not announce, but commentate something for you. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, but sure. I mean, tournament I mean, go, go ahead. So people that are coming and they're playing their first tournament, what do you have any words of advice for people coming to expo playing in tournaments? Uh, make sure you come on Thursday. Cause that's when qualifying is, but <laughs> okay. uh, um, it's uh, I believe it's a uh, uh, limited it's kind of like a limited entry. I think you get 12 entries and you have to qualify on six games. So it's like your best, best six scores. So uh, you can play whatever you want or there's a. Um, well, there's, well, they'll have a tournament bank. So you got to yeah. play the games in that tournament bank. So you're basically trying to get the highest score you can and based on all the other players and then they'll rank you based on all your highest six scores on six games. Hmm. This is the everybody qualifies tournament. Unless, unless you're restricted to a, if you're restricted to a, you must qualify in a this year. That's the first time they've done that. I believe. No, they've they've done that that last year. Okay. Yeah. All right. Otherwise, if you're not an a player, you just register, play your games and you'll qualify somewhere on the massive bracket. There you go. So just have a pulse. You're good to go. Have and a pulse. You, I, yeah. Joel, I, you can do I this. I could qualify is what it sounds like. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, why <laughs> are you wasting your time on pinball Olympics? Come over and play Dude. the real tournament. Yeah, I, they'll basically split the field in half, and the, the top half goes into A division, and the bottom half goes into B division. Gotcha. Um, we're using uh, Carl's software. For the so, qualifying, yeah. For the yeah, yeah, which is pretty awesome. Nice. Well so done, you got Carl. all that, Joel? You know what to do now? Uh, show up, have a pulse, 
you know yep, there you go play, <laughs> play a, a bunch of games okay. yeah as a casual if you're going to a big event as a casual i would say always know where the liquor or the beer is <laughs> so you want to get to that early because yeah. the lines will get long okay if you're into that type of thing if you're into seminars and stuff like that be sure and check out whatever the schedule is so you can mm -hmm. make sure you get to that early because you don't want to be one of those that's way back at the end or anything like that um yeah other than that i would also say the people that you know that you're going with get a group messenger together because you will get split up. That'll just make life a lot easier and planning out where to eat, where to meet because you don't want to be like Tom and show up 30 <laughs> minutes late to when, where we're supposed to be in eating and uh. make your whole group just sit there and wait. So you don't want to do that. When did I do that? All the time, Tom. Yeah, I don't, don't want to bring up in disc again. I don't want to do you, do you dirty or no, it's pen masters. Never mind. But yeah. So, I mean, you'll have fun, Joel overall. I mean, there's a ton of people. Yeah. that go to these things. And so you'll see everybody. So, I mean, you know, it's like anything else. You say your highs at the very beginning and then you have the awkward passing by over and over again where you see them five or six <laughs> more times and you don't know whether to keep saying hello uh, over and over again. I mean, uh, like any other event. I, I'm telling you right now, I will I will say hi to Dennis Creasel every time I see him. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> every, every time. I've heard wear comfortable shoes. I know that was another thing, right? Wear comfortable shoes and uh, wear deodorant. That's, uh, I think. That's yes. Please, please, <laughs> please, everybody that's going, please yeah. shower. Yeah. Please put on deodorant. And uh, yeah, wash your hair. Sounds um, good. Yeah. And there is going to be a TPN booth, right? So you can maybe go over and hug Dennis there. There is. Yes. Yes. I've heard uh, the flipping out there's a flipping out booth and then right next to it there's going to be a t tpm booth and i think i think zach's planning on having at least one or two games there so he's hoping some people will come by and and um play those and yeah i to be honest the reason i'm going is um i'm just i'm excited to meet people that's really what, I, what it comes down to um excited to meet people see them face to face uh you know you know, Carl, you, you're an active streamer you know you have people that show up to every one of your streams and if and if you have a chance to meet them you know, face to face, I'm all for it. Um, so that's, that's all I care about. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe there'll be some show specials on certain pinball things that I would pick up. Um, but otherwise, yeah, that's all I care about. Um, like cause the what, tournament, Joel? I want to get a piece of, I want, I would love it if they had a sheet of one of the tie, like, uh, Invisiglass or something. If there was any special on, on that type of thing being, any bit cheaper, I would consider picking up a sheet for streaming. I know Carl, you're a fan yeah. of, uh, yeah. And that's, that's like my number one, <laughs> my number one, um, is if they had something like that, cause the shipping on that stuff is just stupid. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I have very, I just want to meet people. That's all I care. That's my, my expectations. The tournament though, if you, you're saying you register for the tournament on Thursday, how much of a commitment is it? Is like, are you, is that your whole expo? You're going to be involved in that tournament? Just depends on how well you do. They, they, uh, it's a, uh, uh, it's a double elimination tournament. So you, you try to stay in the winner's bracket. And then if you get knocked down in the loser's bracket, that's where it takes longer, uh, where you'll be playing more matches. Um, but it, it's based on where you finish in qualifying. So if you're, you know, up there in qualifying, you're, you're not going to play as many games because you're going to have a bunch of buys. Uh, but, uh, 
basically it's head to head matches. You, you play against one person and it's the best two out of three. So it, it can take a while, but, uh, they have, they have assigned times for the matches. So you, you at least know when your matches are around. Give or take. <laughs> Give, <laughs> or take. <laughs> Give or take. As long as there's no good, power 100. The good news <laughs> is, that's things. what I was going to say. No power yeah, 100 no, this year. So yeah. I'm, I'm missing this. What is a power power 100? What are we? So, so Josh, Josh runs a tournament every year, um, usually during Expo, where he invites the top players over to his house and they, they have a tournament there. Okay. Um, the problem is it happens at the same time as the expo tournament, so it really slows things down. So I I played a match and uh, Jim Belcito was had a match before mine. Uh, like I was waiting for his match, but he was over at Josh's, so like I had to wait like five hours. <laughs> and the problem wow. was you don't know when they're gonna finish. So, and if you're not around, they're like, sorry, you, you, uh, (laughs) you don't, uh, uh, you you could potentially disqualify yourself if you're not around. So that you're waiting on them. Correct. So that was, that was kind of a problem. Uh, that was, that was my, my bitter thing about that, but you know, it is what it is, I guess. And, uh, um, at the end of the day, I mean, it was fine, but um, cool. I, I got a lot of practice, I guess. But All right. That's fair. Um, well, there you go. That's the first one. Apparently, Carl, I don't know if you heard, but apparently I used to, I, I'm trying harder now. But one episode, I, I apparently I responded with that's fair to like everything Tom or Travis said. So somebody said that should be a drinking game. And I think Travis has taken it to heart. Um, Again, the biggest fence sitter in the world, Carl, <laughs> on any subject at all. But I love you, Joel. I just, I, but that's the thing is, I, the idea of playing in that tournament sounds really fun. But I also, what intimidates me is like, I don't want to be locked into that if there's a chance that I could, you know, like, t- well, t- if, yeah. If yeah. you play like Carl, you'll be locked into it. If you play well, like you know, Tom and I, maybe not so much, you know. I haven't played in a tournament, in the so, waiting. uh, Four yeah. hours, you know, if 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 your first match is you know midway through the bracket and you lose that, yeah. you're waiting for the losers bracket to catch up to you. Four or yeah. five hours is not uncommon, even without the Power 100 tournament. Right. And if you sure. last into Saturday, you won't be going to Pinball Olympics either. Yeah, yeah. And, and I for know me, I'd rather go to that at this point. <laughs> Pinball Olympics? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Pinball Isn't Olympics the, is pretty slick. Well, how much is Pinball Olympics compared to the main tournament? Because isn't the main tournament's 140? I think. I think it's for entry fee. It's like eighty dollars. Sixty eighty for bucks. Olympics. 80. I don't know what the main tournament is this year at Expo. Yeah, main main tournament is hundred and forty, but that includes your your Expo passes too. Oh, okay. So oh, I didn't know that. TPF. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. Does, uh, yeah. does pinball Olympics include your pass there, Joel? No. Why are you? You've just decided, <laughs> like, you know, to, to, to <laughs> you don't even know what pinball Olympics is, but you've already learned that you just hate it. I mean, no, I'm actually intrigued. Pinball I'm more Olympics, intrigued. I, 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 I will fully admit the format of Expo, of their main tournament, I hate the format. Like okay. fully. I mean, I don't mind Limited Herb, but I hate. I don't like Heads Up at all. I'm not a fan of it at all. So knowing that you have to do that for multiple matches that are just best out of three, it's not something that really interests me. But Pinball Olympics, though, 
so the way uh, like, that you're describing it. Yeah, the video they've shown like uh, there's like one game where they took the tilt bob and the, you you have to put on a hard hat and the t- the tilt bob's hanging in front of you, so you have to keep your head stay steady while playing the game to not tilt out, which is clearly the best way to play pinball. I know Travis, I, you probably won't like that at all, but that sounds super fun to me because there's a chance that I could beat you in that game, and clearly you're a better player. No, I, I would. I would still go hard in the paint. If we have to do that, Joel. <laughs> Carl, right. have you seen the videos that I'm talking about? Oh yeah, the oh, yeah. That, they're yeah. great. You know, he's got what he's got a black hole this year with the uh, with the spinning tunnel. You know, like yeah. at a fun house. So you're yeah. playing. You know, the whole world's going to be spinning around while you play it. The uh, you know, there's games where you lay down. You've got a mirror. You're looking up at to, to play the game yeah. uh, through a periscope. Uh, another one like lottery balls are constantly coming down at you. Yeah, it's it's all great stuff. It's got to be fun. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be a good time because, I mean, you've never played a game like that. So I hope, I don't know if it's sold out at this time. This, I mean, this this podcast will either come out probably Tuesday or Wednesday. So if feel free, if you're hearing this and going, that sounds great. Pinball Life, check it out. You can buy your ticket there. Um, but uh, it should be a great time. Travis, I will report back to you and tell you how great it was and you will be jealous. So can you tell Tom to live stream that? Find a way because I yeah one of them is like you have to wear a pair of binoculars or something and like backwards or something so it makes the play field look really I mean how would you stream almost any of these games but it sounds pretty cool it uh I I think it'll be fun I think I'll it'll defer be to Carl on that one <laughs> <laughs> All right, I buy mean, my I, plane ticket I think between <laughs> the two of you guys I would I think you probably are the two top uh, pinball uh, like tournament streamers out there i mean it's it's pretty impressive uh the what you guys have done and yeah carl i mean your wizard mode challenges the streaming quality there is top not well not to mention freaking pin clash i mean holy cow um yeah. that is uh i know so george don't panic flip i I'm, i know you know him but like he's been trying to do these battles just one-on-one you know try to pull in one other pe- person and and uh, the technology involved there to do you know trying to capture their video and pull all these in and sound and all that i mean it's like i've been involved in those and it's we've we've spent 30 to 45 minutes setting it up and that's it just it and you're setting that up for multiple streamers all over the globe yeah um, but i cheat i just capture their twitch stream it's super <laughs> easy that way i don't use rtmp or any of the the fancy stuff mm. that would take longer for sure well uh still so i applaud you i know you uh you won what is the pinball industry award for for streaming so that's uh I what what did you do with that award? Did you put it on the front of your your car like a hood ornament or what? Uh, <laughs> I dropped it and it didn't oh. break, which was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it okay. hit my floor, but I was like, no, the floor is okay. The award didn't break. That's somewhere around here. That's awesome. I couldn't believe I dropped it. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> setting it up for a picture and it just tipped over. Oh, I was like, oh gosh, that's awesome. What'd you do with it? I dropped it. Sweet. (laughs) Can you talk about your setup for pin class? Didn't you have like a bunch of monitors and like a couple of computers? Oh yeah. Yeah. I had three computers for this last one. Uh, Just, yeah, my, my whole room. I mean, you can't see my room much, but yeah, the whole wall lined with monitors for it. We're running back and forth between them, between the games, trying to change the the streams. It'd be great if I had more people local to do it. It'd be better. Explain to me though, because there were so okay. Well, we actually talked about you the other day with 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 Insider Connected, and you know you had multiple during Pin Clash. There, you're all about. It's like you have to achieve a task. That's your whole tournament. So it's you you establish what the task is. So whatever, first to Thor multi ball, and you 
you have defined rules on, well, how does that start? Is it when that ball plunges or you have to see it pop up on screen or what, you know, all these things. Insider Connected should make your life easier in, in terms of pin clash, right? Because in then it's theory, just like, yeah. see the notification, right? <laughs> like well, that's. Yeah, but you have to wonder if there, how much lag is between the reporting. It, it depends on how Stern has their system set up. Yeah, if, if they can time from the moment the plunge hits, you know, the ball leaves the, uh, the uh, switch in the plunger lane all the way to when the goal is made. Yeah, and they have a specific time. It'd be great. Yeah. Don't know if they will. So I don't know what they're looking for in the future for, you know, what, what API access they're going to have or anything like that. You know, same thing with my software. If I, if I can get scores reported to my software to make tournaments easier, like I did with Scorebit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really, I don't know. That's just fascinating to me because your current method is you're saying you're capturing their streams. So there's that little bit of lag and, and it was amazing, at least in the last one, how many of these head to head battles ended almost simultaneously and it then required what you had to rewatch their entire that entire task and time it like and try to how did you yeah, yeah. so we had a judge go back and watch the the vod of the individual streamer to just the last <laughs> minute just the, just the time from beginning to end again just to make sure that the time and that's why that's why we have the individual timers because you know the person on the right could be five seconds delayed compared to the person on the left well well not to put you on the spot but maybe this is what was the biggest lesson you learned between pin clash one and two what did you what was the biggest like i have got to change x or what was the biggest improvement from your end between one and two that you made it was really just behind the scenes stuff it it wasn't it wasn't anything major okay um the, the the timing and having a bit more you know changing the rules so that uh if they're slightly over you know that's okay you know as long as we had three Three judges that were close to each other we weren't going to re-review just keep them with tournament moving was a lot of it um because that's it can, awesome it can run long so easily if you have to go back and review so many different bonds yeah and i'm i'm assuming i mean tom when when super series ended you slept for what like four days straight so <laughs> i know when when pin clash ended for you carl i'm assuming you slept safe and sound that night <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah um well, Travis, I mean, you, Travis and, and Tom, you both were, you experienced Pin Clash. Tom, both times, right? Both yep. first, and, but Travis just last well, time. I mean, uh, I don't know, overall thoughts on uh, working with Carl behind the scenes on getting that set up? No, it was all a lot of fun. I mean, it was, it was well ran in the Discord. Everybody made it easy to know yeah. what we we're supposed to do, where we were supposed to be, and when we needed to be there. And that's the biggest thing is that, it was highly organized behind the scenes that nobody else could see. And that's what made it so much easier to do. Now, that being said, I didn't appreciate being on Escher's <laughs> side of the bracket because that just imploded on me. But, you know, I had fun overall. But did it, Travis, you said you we talked so many theories with your thing because you were like, uh, like, Carl, you blew his mind when when he's like, we can do whatever we want on our on our out lanes and whether or not. Oh, we yeah. Put, you know, <laughs> yeah, I so had like, my game set up a special yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Travis yeah, yeah. is thinking I should move this out lane so I can drain easier there. And that I mean, just it, it, the level it that came these into guys play went. too. Yeah, it came into play. So what it was, the feedback from the Hawkeye loop, if it didn't go all the way and it fed back to the left in lane. I removed the rubber out of there because I found that the way the geometry was, it fed much cleaner through that end lane. There was no chance of it rattling or anything like that. And I wanted it to feed clean because I knew I could ski jump over to the right side. 
at a much quicker pace. But I left the rubber on on the right side because I knew I need to make more shakes that way. That's crazy. Well, it, crazy. it obviously didn't help me yeah, at all. That's but, crazy. You know, yeah. I tried it yeah. at least. Um, so Carl for last pin clash to qualify, it was all about, what is it? Uh, it's black order or something. What's it called? The battle Royale. Battle Royale. Yeah. Um, but it's battle Royale. Did you personally ever attempt it? Like, do you uh, have a time? I did. After I saw everyone doing the hold the right flipper up and ski jump it, I tried it for a half hour before my wrist hurt and I, I was done at that point. Yeah. I didn't want to do it anymore. I felt bad for everybody in the tournament. That was doing that. Cause <laughs> it was I'm... funny how we discovered that too behind the scenes. Cause I remember texting Tom that I'd figured this out because nobody else had figured it out yet, at least publicly. And we were kind of like, when are people going to realize that they should leave their <laughs> flippers up and that they can micro flip? Because we got it all the way down to I think 14 or I... 13 on our on our best runs. I think Neil and I were streaming like almost every night. Uh, it, which was fun. I mean, it was it was fun. It was a good time. I I will say that the Avengers one was much more enjoyable than the than the uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, for me, anyways. I I don't know why. Maybe because it was the Jurassic Park was more timed, and this was more, you know, a, di- a little different scenario with the flips. But uh, what was the Jurassic Park one? That was the. Um, you had to uh, escape, escape right? Blar. Yeah. Okay. But it was all time. So it's. So that's one yeah. of those where you could get a minute and a half into it and then the wheels could fall off really yeah. quick. Yeah. Oh. And that was, that was the problem. I mean, you know, you'd get through a couple of them and then it was like, oh, great. I'm, I'm really on, on track here. And then all of a sudden you couldn't make a shot. And then it's like, oh, well, got to start over. You know? Yeah. That's, uh, I, I, you know, Props to Keith, right? Because Tom, right behind you, you still own your Avengers and, and Travis, you still own yours. I mean, the amount of hours that you guys put on that game for Pin Clash and the fact that you didn't hate it, I mean, that's uh that's pretty impressive. Um yeah. So well, I there was there was a lot of hours on it, but I got lucky too on my one qualifying run. I think I took thirty minutes to stream. So I didn't have to pull a Tom and stream all every all yeah. <laughs> month, but yeah, I just I actually lucked into mine because I just kind of flipped around and shots just fell where they fell. But no, I mean, overall, it's it's funny with Pin Clash. So, again, kind of going back to this, I don't really enjoy heads up matches too much. But if it's timed based, I like those better than just playing just for straight score. Because I feel like I feel like it gives an opportunity for even the the players that might not be as skillful to have an upset. Now, I think the most skillful player overall in the tournament will win out when it's all said and done. But I like the idea of potential upsets being there. And I like the idea of feeling that initial pressure that if you miss a shot, you have to hurry up and get back under control and then hit your shot. You don't really have any time to breathe. So I like that aspect of it. And actually tell you the truth, if, if it does take off, I would like to see this be able to be in sanctioned events as well a lot more often something like this especially before like stern pro circuit tournaments i would love to see something like this between maybe like eight to 16 people like the day before if possible i mean i just think just the format itself it's a lot of fun in general so ace gogi runs heads up for every launch tournament with stern so we we've done it all of them from he's uh, iron maiden all the way to you know we're playing the godzilla one now um 
that format and yeah it, it's just a blast to play in yeah more than anything else it's the the you know the response is great and and the only downside is yeah for for a sanctioned tournament it's one third tgp once you hit that section because it's technically a one ball game yeah i've watched a few of your streams carl where you've done that and it's oh. i think it's crazy because the yeah it's like stranger things first to telekinesis multi-ball ready go and it's just they're so quick and i these are the launch tournaments. So some of these people that are showing up to these tournaments really haven't put much of any time on these games, but yet it's quick enough where it's like, Oh, this is, this is all you have to do to complete the task. Let's go. You know, like I, I can learn that. Um, I think it's unique. I think it's really cool. And and that's the stuff once again, with the uh, achievements out of JJP or even just with um, insider connected with, with Stern, I hope being able to do more of these things, whether or not individual games next to each other or remotely, you know, being able to compete um, or even if it's not at the same time, but if, if keeping track of how quickly you achieve some of these things, um, I don't know. I, it's fun. Any more ways to play pinball. I'm all, I'm all for it. So that's, that's awesome. Um, So we totally got diverted there with Expo, but my, my one question with Expo is kind of a, what do I need to make sure I play? And I know, in my mind, I already have a list of like, I have to play a P3. I've got to play a three P3. I want to experience what that feels like. Um, obviously legends of Valhalla. I want to play that. I want to play JJ, uh, the Jurassic park, the pin. I've yet to play a Godzilla. I want to play that. So for most people, it's going to be the new stuff. They want to play the new stuff, but I am no Dave fix. I have not been in this hobby for five years. So there's a lot of older games there that are unique right or like just fun games that i i mean maybe that's a question for you are is there do you have an older game maybe that you like whether it's an em or whatever that it's like try make sure you if, if you see this game give it a flip because it's it's got some cool whatever um i don't i could just kind of drop that i did not prepare you guys for that at all but maybe that's it do you have a game that if you're walking by at a show like orbiter one right i mean that's a game that it's so awful right so but, rob rob burke who runs the expo he usually brings a lot of his games and one of the games that he brings that i really enjoy if he still has it of course is spirit because there's okay there's not yeah. a lot of them made and uh you know it's just cool to see some rarer games there and i i mean i'd recommend checking that out if it's in the in the free play area okay all right so some of the rare stuff but even the not the maybe the competitive stuff so what was it carl your one strike was on what game sky kings sky king so i know and you guys all said sky king sucks so if i what is the thing to do in sky kings don't like, turn it off turn it off, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> but no for real what's the like if so if i see a sky kings and i walk up to it i want to know like can i do this like you're just shooting the light the captain balls and shoot them. So you, yeah, you get so no, it's one not lanes or the saucer at the top and then hit the yeah. captain balls. That that's the whole game. Very okay. basic. Because I know if like somebody brings the sky keys to an expo, <laughs> they're just turn. getting their free ticket. Yeah. That's all they're doing. But like alien poker, I know now. Okay, I want to see. Can I knock these cards down in order? You know, and ca- like that's what normally I would walk right by an alien poker. So are you just asking for like game recommendations? Maybe, maybe but, that's it. So, of like these are. I don't know. The, yeah. Like if I was telling somebody that's newer to the hobby and they're wanting to try out stuff that might be a little bit older, for me it would be if I see a Viking. I always have to play Viking if I walk by it just because it's 
I mean, it's got the spinner right up the middle. It's got the inline targets. It has a unique way that you could save the ball from an out lane to where you got to bump it back up to the in lane. And I mean, it allows you to tap pass too. So, I mean, it has a little bit of unique uniqueness to it in that way. And the rule set's fairly simple for people to understand as well. So, okay. I mean, if you're wanting to try different stuff, that might be something. Um, maybe, what? I don't know, maybe like a whirlwind or an Earthshaker or something like that, yeah. possibly. I mean, those those are the games that you you see those a lot at shows, though. So, well, I know I'm gonna like if I see a Harlem Globetrotters, I'm gonna play that because I haven't played a game with two flippers like the split. The, so the idea of like, how is it really that hard to or are you gonna forget and what is like scissor yourself right where you drain that way like the little things like that. So you'll do that on I'm, ball one, Joel. Don't <laughs> worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed. Yep. Okay. If you've never done it before, it's gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, random question for you guys: Would you would you want to see that type of layout in a modern pin? Like a Harlem Globetrotters? Sure. What, just the two flippers on one side like that. Would you like, so Rick and Morty, right? I mean, Carl, Rick and Morty, you have the, 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 the pop bumper as the sling. Like yeah. that is, that is totally, but that excites me. Yeah, that's so, fantastic. You know, I, yeah. I was going to say the games did not miss. Uh, I like Andromeda a lot, which has the same kind of thing. Okay. Um, pop bumper down there at the flipper. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I like oddball layouts. So anything that's different besides the standard, you know, Italian bottom, I, I gravitate towards. You're in. You're in. Okay. Yeah, I would like I, to. See I would more. like to see it personally. The three flippers on the bottom. I I think that that's something that needs to come back. But it's obvious why companies like Jersey Jack and Stern won't necessarily go down that road because I don't see too many people taking a A tier theme and doing something like that. But there is I would one, say if there is one modern game I can think of that has it. What's that? Starship, Starship. Troopers. Yeah. Oh yeah. When, when was you that? Know, made? The little mini flipper. Ninety something. Yeah. Ninety eight. So it's, it's been a while. Yeah. And so I mean that that goes back to a good example though. I mean Starship Starship Troopers isn't exactly a tier theme. So I feel like I don't know. I feel like if American Pinball or Spooky did something similar to this, it would still be really popular. And I could see Spooky maybe doing something like that in the future, but then again, I mean, I don't know. It, I just feel like a lot of these, a lot of these designs, once you get outside of Elwyn, a lot of them start feeling close to being the same in that regard, just the way that the flipper layouts are going to be. So I would like to see something like that in the future. Okay. I, I mean, me too, but I also understand if, if Stern is supposed to be focusing on, they are all about bringing people in the hobby. If, if, if a casual person saw a game with two flippers like that, are they going to be excited to play that game or more scared of it? Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I know. I'd like to see it. I'd like, I'd like to mix don't, things up. Don't know until you try. Yeah. True. Very true. Have you played a uh, taxi before Joel? Oh yeah. Yes. I'm a fan that? of taxi. Okay. What? So why say, don't miss that? What, why I'm a fan of taxi, but to the listeners, why, why would, why'd you think of taxi? What stood out to you there? I don't know. I mean, it's just, it's a faster paced game. I, I like the shots in general. I mean, it's a simplified layout, but it very much has a do the thing type rule set in it. And I don't know. I just, I like playing it. I'm not great at it, but it's a fun okay. game. All right. Well, I will say, so here's my last expo question. I just, I literally just finished the loser kid pinball podcast before, I, before this started. And, um, 
they have a bet. They have a bet on whether or not Toy Story will be revealed at Expo. Travis is saying no. He's shaking his head. Carl's a no. Tom is a no. I would assume no, but their points were what? I mean, technically, um, Guns N' Roses was revealed right around this time remotely. And before then, uh, Pirates was revealed at Expo, right? So like Expo is kind of their thing, but... I know from a manufacturing standpoint, I don't know. I have no, unless that whole point of the second line was get this ready to start producing the next game. And we're going to, it's ready. So let's make a few Wonkas while we wait. I don't know. I don't, but the three of you guys pretty quickly said no. And that's, I'm just, I'm just thinking they're behind on guns and roses. Yeah. I could be wrong there, but they're still selling October games, aren't they? The games they people pre-ordered back in October. Still good. Yeah. Nope. yeah, but <laughs> so Stern, right? A year ago. But, but Stern is, I mean, there's people that still don't have their Mandos. Yeah, yeah but Mando just came out a few months ago, though, not a year ago. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that's Stern also. Stern has a very, you know, they've set up their licenses. They, you know, two to three games per year. All Got it. Yep. Okay. Now, Joel, do you think that there's a, a pro to announcing that at Expo? Um, no, like what so would be, what would be the benefit for Jersey Jack to announce their game? Well, I mean, they if Jersey Jack announced if, the, if Jersey Jack announced Toy Story right now, all the collector's editions are gone. I mean, it's just they just sold, you know, hundreds of games and and there would be a whole bunch more sales come flooding in. Now, I understand that's going to happen whenever they announce it, whether it's today, tomorrow or a year from now, that's going to happen. But We've talked about this with Stern. Like, why why do they keep doing things? And the excuse is always, well, if they have the parts or if it's a license requirement, like we have timeline, like we've we only have so many years to make this game. We got to get it out. That's the only thing I could think of. Like if Toy Story has been rumored for a long time, uh, maybe they have all the parts there and they're behind on GNR or maybe it's a licensing thing of, you know what? We promised it would come out in 2020. Maybe we we're able to push it back. I don't know. I'm just making stuff up here. But financially, do they need the money right now? No. But if they did it, they're going to sell a bunch of them. I'm... So you're saying get that pre-order money in? No, I mean, any. There's you know Zach and other distributors already have lists for Toy Story, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, so it's funny. I, I won't name them on the podcast, but there's one particular distributor I heard about today as a matter of fact they're trying to get a hold of 20 to 30 ces for the next one so i mean obviously people are predicting it's going to be a pretty big seller and you have to assume it will sell out pretty quick the question is though if you announce a pin that early and even if you get a sellout day one you're still not being able to sell any of your secondary products for or your secondary units for that run so the next tier and the tier below that it's still going to be just hanging around so that's still money that would be lost you see what i'm talking about yeah to where if you're going to sell your ce's regardless but then you're not going to capture those other cells because your line is so far behind i don't know if that'd be the good way to go i don't know i just know that right now any every pinball machine is selling every new used everything selling and i don't know if any of the manufacturers are worried that at some point in time, the money is going to be out. You know, people just bought a whole bunch of Legends of Valhalla. And if Toy Story was announced next week, there's probably somebody that's going to change the order, right? I mean, they're if- still saying there's another pen that's supposed to be revealed there, too. 
by an unknown manufacturer. Because oh. they announced that on Loser Kids podcast a couple of months ago, and then nothing's been said about it since then. Well, I mean, if we go through, obviously Stern's going to be all about Godzilla and Insider Connected. They've said, Dwight has said in the stream that they are going to have the Insider Connected boards on some of the other games. And they want, like, that's the whole goal. They want people to be like, oh, here's a Turtles premium. Let me try to get these awards while I can. And they all have toppers so I can get try to, you know, get to Goat Mania or whatever. Like, they want people, that's, that's what Stern is going to be trying to do. AP is going to have Hot Wheels. For some people, this will be the first chance they've touched Hot Wheels, but they're also going to have Legends of Valhalla. Cactus Canyon, is is it supposed, are there supposed to be with with Chicago Gaming? Is there, there I've may heard or may that not. it's not going to be there, but well, if it's not there, again, they're unconfirmed. So. They're, yeah. <laughs> There'll be a Cactus Canyon there somewhere yeah, on the floor but, <laughs> regardless. So, yeah. I mean, if you really want to experience it, just go play that and have Tom just shine his phone in your eye just acting like the <laughs> topper and it'll be fine that'll be the same thing okay yeah yeah you're good um i have not heard anything and i'm pretty sure we would have heard something if haggis was gonna have any i don't know i don't know if there's any kilts that have made it stateside and i also don't the chances of them if if I there would, was a, a fathom it would be a surprise at this point i would guess i would think they've they've been in lockdown so long yeah they would I have mean, had to ship a pin here months ago, you'd right? You'd have to give them a, yeah, I think you'd have to give them a break on that stuff. Yeah. Well, what's the Canadian company that Zach Pinball was trying Adventures. to get? Yeah, Pinball Adventures. Punny Factory. Factory, yeah. <laughs> when are we going to see a Carl D'Angelo stream of Punny Factory Send games? Me one. Send me Send me. Send you one and you're ready. You're ready. Give me but the I mean, Thunderbirds. I don't care. You know, just. <laughs> oh, whoa, that's whoa, right. Whoa. Is, is there going to be a spinal tap there from a uh, home pin? Oh wow, yeah. I doubt the queen pin's not going to be there. Spinal. T- so really, it's uh, is that it? Am I miss? I you know I don't think I'm missing anything. But is that really your main focus of of the reveals? I mean, maybe food truck from Deep Root might yeah. show up. Wow, wow. You know, yeah. Well, at least one Raza will be there. I guarantee you, one Raza will show up. But it not the to. new Raza. Well, no, not the new Raza. Let's not get crazy. Wow. Yeah. There has to be some somebody out there that just wants to flex and wants to bring it to Expo because it's one, like yeah. the flip. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's Pinball Expo. I know it's coming up this week. I'm excited. I will be there Thursday through Sunday. Tom will be there as well. Like I said, bring your merch. Bring whatever you need. Tom's ready to sign. I mean, he's he's great with pictures. He's got a modeling career. He might have you sign off a waiver of something for you to use his likeness and whatever. <laughs> but he's he's available. Um if he's mid tournament, interrupt him. He's fine. This is this is what he does. Yeah. So uh, if he is moving his dolly around, watch out. The cameras do fall off. So that's uh, <laughs> that's about it, right? Have you, hey Carl, as a streamer and a guy, have, has a has a camera ever fallen off your uh, your no. mount? No, no, no. First no, of no, all, no, it wasn't no. a camera. It was one of the battery packs. <laughs> okay. I mean, here's the difference. Carl is a professional at this. Tom <laughs> is uh, right. Tom. Yeah. So. Yeah, it is what it is, yeah. you know. Well, Tom works hard though. I go with him all the time. Anytime mm-hmm. I go up to district district 82, I go with him the night before and I supervise him. <laughs> I make sure everything's coming together nicely. That's what I do. That's my job. So, yep. Yep, Travis just sits on the couch and watches me. Or, That's or creepy, I tell but, you you're you know? doing a good job too <laughs> okay. at times, okay? I, I'm complimentary. I do, uh, I do appreciate that. 
Well, Carl, to all the streamers out there, I mean, uh, many of us have copied your rig exactly. Now, I cheaped out, and instead of making it out of the extruded aluminum, mine is made out of wood. Jordan at Fliptronic reminds me all the time that mine would burn and his won't. But um, <laughs> thank you for that design. So All good, all good. Um, well, I think that leads us to our last segment. There's no triple combo tonight. We actually totally... Th- Forgot about it until right before we recorded and said, you know what, we'll save it for the next time. So I'm sorry if anybody listening looks forward to that. Boo. Next, yeah, boo. Send your boos to uh, Tom. Oh, speaking of emails, we did. Thank you for some of the feedback. We got some feedback last episode. We did get one email. I think the guy's name was, I think his name was Dr. Dude, which is pretty great. And I don't have it pulled up, but his, his email essentially said, your podcast is is like looking into the face of God and him telling you, you are my wonderful creation. That's all it said. (laughs) (laughs) That's all it said. Did you uh, just make that up, Joel? No, that's actually what, you know, I sent you guys the, the, the text. You are my wonderful creation. And, uh, it made me laugh a lot. So uh, thank you for that. If uh, if anybody well else played, has doctor dude, if anybody else has similar <laughs> feedback, you know, feel free to send it to uh, triple drain at gmail.com. What was the feedback you got about David Dennis? What was that one? Oh, yeah, I said that, that last good. time where the guy basically says, as a fellow Canadian, um, I feel like you're not, you know, portraying David Dennis accurately. Here's a list of his top ten features, and it was numbers one to ten, and they were all blank. It was so great. It was. Yeah, it was great. But all right. So we're skipping triple combo. We're getting to I mean, we're getting to the meat and potatoes. This is why people listen to triple combo. And that is Tom Talks. So this is uh, why people fast forward. This is why people listen to triple drain. Yes. Getting to watch the pain on Tom's face. Oh, it's so great. So Carl's got the prompt. We're going to play the intro here. And then Carl, that's this is when me and Travis shut up. So when the when the prompt ends, Carl, feed him whatever you want. Tom's ready. He's ready to go. Any question, Carl? Any anything? Anything? <laughs> anything? All right, here we go. Tom talks. He's got something to say. Tom talks. He's got nothing to say. Tom talks. Tom talks. I got. I got nothing. Tom, your your rig scared me at District Eighty Two. It was so <laughs> wobbly and had extra pieces on it. Why? What was with all the extra pieces and stuff? I I don't know. (laughs) Uh, What do you mean by the extra pieces? The batteries or? (laughs) You had the extra vertical sections. It looked like that. I was looking at it just going. Oh, you had something else on there, like some extra handles with screws and stuff. I was just curious what it was. Oh, that's actually to, uh, to move the, uh, the rig in and out. So if I'm going through doorways or um, if I want to switch it between a, a standard and a wide body, I can if the if the games are close together. But that's why. How many doors did you go through during <laughs> Super Series Tom? Zero. <laughs> but if he had one, he could have done it. It okay. was meant for my house. <laughs> Add one. All right. Um, well, there we go. That's I just, it. That was, that was, I'm on this podcast. I got nothing. Yeah, we. I just complimented his rack. The originator, the design, everybody he's perfected. 
it's not rig. A his rig. Okay, it's 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 perfect. And here we go. Tom's Tom's uh, he's messing with it. What I just Tom? love the look on Tom's face as soon as he realized Carl was asking a streaming question about <laughs> yeah, his rig. Yeah, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> No, what, it's, yeah. like, it's like Gordon Ramsay coming up to you and just saying, hey, <laughs> yeah, listen hey. here, you donkey. <laughs> hey, I see you have the Gordon Ramsay cookbook open. You're cooking my recipe, but yet you added stuff to it. Why is that? Why is that? Yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, this was fun. This was a good time. Uh, we'll do some quick plugs. Uh, Carl, can't thank you enough for hopping on last minute. I know we were talking super serious. We're like, who else was there that would potentially like to talk about these things? And then we knew you streamed Halloween, so obviously you had some experience there. So, Carl, feel free to plug away what, you know, yeah, whatever you want. What do I got? Uh, just my stream, my pinball. Uh, Indisc, actually, Indisc. Come to Indisc February 3rd through the 6th in uh, Riverside, California. Indisc.com. Tickets go on sale November 4th or is it November 6th? Let me look at the calendar real quick. It's the Saturday, Saturday, November 6th at 12 Pacific. That's when the uh, four day tickets along with uh, the classics match play, which is limited to 120 people. So that will sell out most likely instantly. Uh, Links are on our website and uh, everyone does need to be fully vaxxed in order to attend Indisc. Fully gotcha. vaxxed, not uh, not we're not taking negative tests. It's all everyone is fully vaxxed. So please get your vaccinations. Yeah, um, I got my booster today, so I'm waiting for uh, waiting for that to kick in. Uh, hopefully later tonight. <laughs> but yeah, that's great. Um, Carl, real quick technical question: How do you prepare technically for that, where you're going to sell out instantaneously from like a like how do you how do you because everybody's just sitting there hitting f5 right like how do you keep it from crashing spooky's gate like when when Rick, when halloween's went on sale everything crashed how do you prepare i know you prepare for things i mean there's only so much you can that? prepare it's the it's whatever platform you're using so this year we're actually using a new platform because um we partnered with the riverside game lab um which is an arcade right down the road from the convention center, they're running the festival of fights and they use a site called smash GG, which is used for um, fighting game tournaments and stuff like that. So all our tickets are running through that site and we've been assured that it should be able to handle the, uh, the load. We throw at it with no issues. We'll so see how if many, that's the case or not. Yeah. How many tickets? Cause I'm assuming, I mean, this is a huge tournament, but also some of these competitive fighting tournaments are exponentially larger than, Right, what you're doing. right, and so, what I was yeah. told was this site was built because the people in those those communities they were tired of dealing with the ticketing websites that were crashing and and having issues and charging fees. So they the, the community built this site. Hmm. So very cool. We'll, we'll see. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Carl. Um, Travis, go ahead, man. Uh, yeah, you guys can find me over at YouTube at Marv Loco, but I'm actually about to rebrand it, so. Mm. It'll be under my actual name here pretty soon. What? I know. Crazy. I know. Moving on up. Tra- what's your middle name, Travis? You throwing that in there? <sighs> no, Joel. Al- not. Aloysius. Your Travis Aloysius Murray. Yeah. Okay. You can't even say my last name right, Joel. Joel, <laughs> what's my last name? Murray. We've gone over this before. There you go. Murray. Good job, Angle. Ugh. Perfect. That was flawless. <laughs> you had it. There yep. you go. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Uh, Tom, plug away, man. Uh, Fox City's Pinball. You can find me on Twitch and YouTube. 
also on Facebook and Instagram, and I will be streaming uh, the Expo Tournament uh, October 28th through the 31st. Awesome. And that's on Fox City's Pinball then? The, Correct. All the, perfect, yeah. And then I'm Joel. I do uh, Just Another Pinball Podcast, Just Another Pinball Stream. Um, also stream on Flipping Out every other week. And um, yeah, this uh, feel free to see. If you see Tom or I at Expo, please come and say hi. And um, if there's anything we can do, positive, negative feedback, feel free to email us at uh, tripledrain at gmail.com. Yep. And our sign-off, I think what we're, we're picking out is next time you triple drain, leave a credit on the machine for the next guy. Um, Tom, it's always your goodbye that we wait to hear. So go for it. Goodbye. <laughs>